The energy transition is a long and winding road, and it needs to be taken step by step. Learn more at SiemensEnergy.com. This is Barron's Live. Each weekday, we bring you live conversations from our newsrooms about what's moving the market right now. On this podcast, we take you inside those conversations, the stories, the ideas, and the stocks to watch so you can invest smarter. Now, let's dial in. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to another special Investors Business Daily installment of Barron's Live. It's Ali Quorum and Arnie Gutierrez here from the IBD team. And today we're going to be talking all about how to find game changing stocks. Arnie, I think the first stock that comes to mind for me this year is NVIDIA, a chip stock that's been at the forefront of the AI revolution, a huge winner this year. And so I think a lot of traders, especially coming out of last year's bear market, we're ready once again to be finding those game-changing stocks that can really make a difference in our portfolio. Traders out there who want to outperform the S&P 500 and the broader market in a big way. And in order to do that, we need to find those really, really special stocks. So first, how would you define what is a game-changing stock? You know, stock? I, that's a great question. You know, I, over the years, you know, uh, being fortunate enough to work with uh, Mr. O'Neill, Bill O'Neill, and Scott O'Neill, uh, one of the questions they would always ask me when I would come to them uh, was, is this stock changing the way we do things? Is this stock changing the way we live or play? And if you can answer yes, you have something there. Okay. That is the foundation, the fundamental question that we always need to ask ourselves, uh, whether it's NVIDIA, whether it is Uber, whether it is Celsius, whether it is all of these stocks coming up, there's always something new there. There's they're disruptors. Um, but not all good stocks are not all great companies are going to be good stocks. Right. So yeah. that's why we need the tools uh, available to really decipher, dig down, drill down and have that stock convince me uh, that this is a game changing stock. Exactly. And of course, by Bill O'Neill, you're referring to IBD's founder and his yes. son, uh, very instrumental in uh, a lot of the research tools that we at IBD use. But you're exactly right. A lot of the companies that you listed are indeed household names, mm -hmm. uh, but sometimes they're changing the game before they become household names. So they might be, uh, you know, a, a hidden gem uh, in the market before it's yeah. really known what they are doing that's game changing. And that's uh, another thing to be looking for is let's not just wait until they, they fall in our laps, right? Because that could be potentially later in the game for yeah, some stocks. And that's a great question. You know, it, it, the smart money, like we're looking at NVIDIA. NVIDIA has been around for a while, right? And it's last 10 years. I remember when it broke out of one of our reports at $36. Yeah. Key word there was artificial intelligence, right? AI. That is the key. That is the word of the, the year. If you ask me, you start looking at AI is going to be all over the place, right? Our, and it's funny, I was just talking to a couple of the clients out there and they're just like, are the robots coming kind of thing? I was like, <laughs> I, possibly. If NVIDIA keeps doing what it's doing, right? Um, but yeah, you, we're looking for those game-changing stocks. We're looking for the ones that are going to change your portfolio. And any anytime you look back at your portfolio, every year when you you should always get in the, uh, get used to doing some type of post analysis every year, you're always going to realize there's that one or two stocks that make your portfolio, and, and those are the ones you're trying to narrow down. We are, and the best way to describe it is this: we are looking for the Michael Jordans of the market. 
rookies. Everyone in the NBA is fantastic. They're great players, isn't that? But there's only a few Michael Jordans, Kobe Bryant's. You get the idea uh, with regards to that. And that's what we're searching for. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it seems like there are a couple of factors uh, to help us decipher beyond the just is this changing the way that we live, play, work? Is it a paradigm shift in technology? Uh, you know, something game-changing like that, or you know, these star companies. Beyond that, there are some specific factors to look at, and like you said, not every great company is a great stock. So clearly, stellar price performance and outperformance of the broad market is one of those factors. Absolutely. You're going to be when you look at the game changing stocks uh, and a lot of times you're going to be exposed to them. You're just not going to realize it. Right. Whether you have like Eli Lilly or NVO with those Zempec, which I think may take down the restaurant industry, if you ask me. Right. Uh, you have things like that. So, uh, again, it, weight loss, uh, things that trigger strong branding in a lot of these uh, companies. Um, that's where we're looking. But there's specific characteristics historically. Right. That we've evolved over years. And one of the things that we pride ourselves here at IBD is we look back, study past winners. What are the characteristics? Because in the end, the stock market does not change and uh, the, the investors change. Right. But it's still human nature on parade. You're still going to have to deal with fear and greed, I uh, think. But one thing that doesn't change is the characteristics that they have before they make that big run. And we're looking to take full advantage of that when it does happen. Yeah, that is a really great point. Those past winners, you know, all that data, all of that research really provides the great blueprint. And that's how we know what to look for, right? Uh, with the game changers or potential game changers of today. So talk to us about what fuels a game changer, because it sounds like if you're talking about uh, Lily or Leo, yeah. or if you look at a, a past huge uh, outperformer, right. Apple, a big total addressable market for what App they're doing. Apple's one of those very, very unique plays. And it's because of their business model, product first and anything else. They were obsessed about simplifying the product model and kept making improvements, but they also created an ecosystem, uh, a wall garden where they have to use everything with them. And another thing is they realized because they have such a dominant device, they became business partners with anyone that wanted to use their app, uh, their app application, where I believe it's like 30% they get of anything they, any app that's being used on an iPhone device. But that's the type of game changing uh, that we're looking for. And Apple's a fantastic uh, uh, example. All right? But what comes with that? Sales we're looking at. We're looking at earnings, right? We're looking at the patterns because we like timing our buy, right? Last thing you want is dead money moving. And we use uh, you use price consolidation. Another way we like to call is pattern recognition uh, to go in there and see exactly where the most optimal time to buy. You just don't want to buy a stock just because you want to buy a stock because the timing may be right, right? And you also want to protect your mental capital. It can be discouraging when you buy a stock. I love the story. I love the fundamentals. And now all of a sudden it goes against you. You're just like, what's wrong? Well, the timing's not there. And that's what exactly. we're looking to do. Yeah. I mean, you could have the, the best idea in the world or or the best thesis. But if your timing is off, you know, you have to know when to get out. Risk management above all, above thesis, above really having that conviction in a game-changing stock or even past performance too, right? 
Absolutely. If you're going to want those big wins, risk management comes into play. That's how you separate. And I've been privileged enough to be uh, work, talk to some of the best traders in the country, in the world, over the phone, meet them in person. Um, and one of the foundations of anything is risk management, knowing when to get in, but also knowing when to get out. Right. Yes. So you want to, and, and there's a saying: you want to let your runners run, uh, your winners run, and you want to cut your losses immediately if the stock goes against you. Yeah, because when we're talking about these super performing stocks, you know, these aren't, you know, your general electrics or, you know, your slower kind of, you know, reliable, steady, dividend paying kind of stocks. If you want that super performance, I mean, these can be rocket ships in a short period of time. And that's uh, not necessarily the kind of thing that you want to hold forever. Again, you Apple, very unique kind of in a class of its own. Um, and once you have a big, big gain, you can treat stocks a little differently. Use longer term moving averages as you're selling signals there. But what would you say in terms of like the average move of a big high octane winner? What sort of time frame should we time frame we're at? looking at here historically, we went back and studied 100 years where it was Xerox, whether it was when Yahoo came out, internet was being introduced the same way the AI is being introduced introduced now. Um, the average is between 16 months to 22 months. Okay, but you want to buy right. That's when the first move starts taking place. And think about it, I said 16 months. So if you feel like you've missed out on something, don't feel that way. There's always going to be opportunities. We're right now, September, we're going through an inflection point, right? It's been a very historically, September has been one of the worst months in the year, proven fact. So you have to have that. And we are going through a market, uh, a market pullback, which in IBD, we like call it a market correction, where you want to protect yourself and cash and be in cash, okay? Getting ready to find that winning stocks. Right now with this type of pullback, I'm excited. Because guess what? The stocks that I didn't buy or I missed out because you can't kiss all the babies and look at every stock that comes through. Right. I want to be able to go in there and be like, keep it on my watch list. And it starts forming that right side of the pattern, that right side of that price consolidation. And I'm like, OK, I'm looking for that pivot price or I buy, right. which we like to use mm -hmm. in, in IBD. Yeah. Instead of trying to pick the bottom, waiting for a little bit of you know signs of encouragement, because we don't know how long the pullback uh, will last. But if we start seeing momentum back to the upside, that can put our odds uh, in the favor. And I want to add a piece of research that some traders heard first on IBD Live this morning that I want to share with this audience, too, that even though September is the worst month for stock market performance historically, research from a friend of IBD, uh, co-founder, not co-founder, co-author of the life cycle trade, Eric Kroll, shared research with us that the month of October is historically the strongest for follow-through day signals. And at IBD, we use a follow-through day as a signal that can confirm a rally attempt that can lead to bigger gains in the market. So October, the best month uh, for that. And most of those follow-through days happen between 15 and 20 uh, trading days after a market correction, which right. is a call that we made very recently. So it could be on the cup half full. We may be at the eve, right? A couple of weeks, a couple of weeks, if we are in the early stages of a bull market to get the right side of the base patterns, as you're referring to, Arnie, for those to form and for us to get a market signal uh, to get back in there. So I think focusing right now on you know sharpening our pencils, what are those game-changing stocks that we can buy when we have the market wind at our backs? Mm -hmm. Now's the time to do that. 
Absolutely. Now is a great time to start doing your research. Now is a great time to start looking at which stocks are holding up. When you see the NASDAQ taking the hit the way it did the last couple of days, we have to ask yourself, why are these stocks not falling apart? Right. And one of our big things that we look for and what I look for, the foundation of our system or the foundation of investing is I'm looking for institutions uh, to be buying my stock. Right. They have the billions of dollars. They create 75 percent of the liquidity of the market. And I'm just following along with them. But patience pays in this type of market. You have to be patient. Mm -hmm. You almost have to be surgical when you're going into a stock, knowing when to buy uh, a stock. But the probability, everything in the market is based on high probability. The high probability of finding a, a what we like to call a model book stock, a game-changing stock, uh, happens when we get a, a very strong follow-through. There's never been a, a bear market in the history of our follow-through, uh, in the history of us uh, uh, taking a macro perspective, looking at the, that didn't have a follow through day. Just remember that there has to be a follow through day. Yes. So we'll be looking for that signal. And for those who want the exact details of that in a rally attempt, so in a short term or even long term bottom, you want to see the first up day. So today potentially could be day one of a rally attempt. Then we need at least four days of a rally attempt. And on that point, if we see a gain on one of the major indexes of 1.2% or more in volume heavier than the prior session, it doesn't have to be heavier than average, just heavier than the prior session. That, speaking of institutions, we want to see that volume. So if we see more money flowing in on an up day, when you get a little bit of a string of updates, of course, it could take 15 to 20 trading days. It doesn't have, have to happen on day four. But like you said, we want to see that institutional footprint. And so for those model book stocks, Arnie, when we're talking about how do you know if an institution is involved, it's looking at that volume profile, right? So there's a couple of different ways that we can take a look at institutional involvement, institutional demand. Right. What are some of the metrics that you look at for that? A, a couple of things. I'm always looking at the 50-day average volume, which is that red line that you see on the very bottom there. That's how we're gauging whether it's above average or below average volume uh, on that chart that we have there. Uh, that's the first thing, right? Uh, another thing, um, when we start looking uh, and we do have a follow through day, I'm also looking for stocks to be uh, going through some type of price consolidation. For those of you that don't have, for those of you that don't have Mar uh, MarketSmith, uh, our charting tool, uh, or we're looking for a pattern being developed, right? The right side, think of it, uh, the right side of any type of price consolidation or uh, one of the, our, our most famous patterns, the couple of hundred, is being created by institutions. They're creating the right side of a base, mm -hmm. right? And if you look at NVIDIA there, that right side there, that cup on the very bottom characteristics there, we're looking at NVIDIA. And this is kind of like you want to get used to looking at these type of stocks, how they react, the personality of the stock. And you can see that moving average that Ali has there, which we call the 10-week the, uh, the moving average. It never pierces through it, right? One test, two tests, three tests, and then it starts piercing through it. Right. And we saw July from mid-July to now, it's been very volatile. Right. The news coming out, geopolitical, interest rates, high uh, interest, inflation all over the place kind of thing. Um, but that's, uh, that's a different topic altogether. But you can see the pat, uh, the personality of the stock staying put. It gets pulled mm -hmm. back. They buy some more. And guess what, you guys? Historically speaking, fifth, 10 weeks is a pretty long time. It's a pretty long time. But as soon as they touch it, guess who's coming in and buying it? 
institutions. And you can see the little clues on the volume there in the very bottom as it touches the 50-day. You can see little clues telling you, wow, there's some real buying power. Mm -hmm. This is a $420 stock. Our 100 shares are not going to do, our 200 shares, our 1,000 shares are not going to do anything for this stock, right? This is this is a, 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 a whale uh, of a push. So it, to push a stock like this up, real buying power has to come in. And why are we looking at the, uh, the institutions? Because they're the ones with the resources. They're the ones with the young analysts going around, kicking the tire, talk to the executive teams, doing their research, right? Because a lot, a lot of these institutions, they, they, they want to be right. They have to be right, you know, to stay in business. Uh, but you can tell as this stock was moving up, it's following mm -hmm. its personality and it finds support at the 10 week and it keeps coming up. And I'm looking at the clue uh, uh, to see, I'm looking at volume as a way of looking at it. The biggest uh, clues that we have will always be price and volume. Those are the two most purest indicators in the market, right? Mm -hmm. it, what it is, it's happening. My opinion doesn't matter if they start selling, it starts selling. If profit taking starts taking place, profit taking starts taking place. And then we're seeing this pullback here. If we're going to start doing analysis on the video of what potentially could happen, I'd like to see support around 400, right? You see that there. And that's why Ali's drawing that line there. Because uh, if it does break that, uh, it could be a, it could be a little messy. I can see it going down to that bottom moving average that we see mm -hmm. second net that we have, which is the 200. Right. IBD uh, and a lot of investors and traders out there, we look at the, the 10 week and the 40 week or the 50 day or the 200 day as a way of gauging, is this trend still alive? Mm -hmm. Cap trend. Right. And this does mark three weeks down in a row for NVIDIA, which we haven't seen since that cut base that it broke out of at the beginning of the year that launched this huge, huge, huge move for the stock. So at best, you know, if this is going to continue to be a game changer, now is a pivotal moment. Like you Absolutely. said, will it find Absolutely. support at 400? Uh, maybe it could take a longer basing period if not, but at least in this three weeks down, we are getting that lighter volume. And before in a prior big move for the stock, three weeks down that uh, 40 week line did come up to catch up. It just uh, needed to go sideways for a little bit longer to digest uh, before it came out of that. And then, of course, uh, like a lot of stocks got pulled down with the bear market. But uh, great clues. And that wasn't, you guys, it just wasn't, it just wasn't you. That was an ugly bear market. I mean, it was, it was brutal. That's when he started telling us that Fed came out and started saying interest rates are going. I'm like, oh, no. Right. Once they started, it was around late November 2021. They started mentioning that and we came in and just kind of like, mm -hmm. OK, we're going into defensive posture here. Right. So. And then, you know, for active traders, instead of just holding and, and hoping, that's mm -hmm. another uh, good reason to use uh, a sharp break of the 10 week line in volume. Step aside, wait for the downtrend to subside. Look for those moving averages to start turning and then look uh, for these base patterns great point to ali that the chart will tell you before the fundamental data does remember that the chart will always uh for those of you listening the, the chart will always tell you before the fundamental and the worst thing you can ask why is this happening it's too late you want to be proactive and we have rules when a stock does break the 10 day or the i'm sorry the 50 day or the 50 week on above average volume uh, we like cutting our positions, cutting our positions. Yeah, happy. At least trimming, you know, at least trimming it a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, women. yeah, absolutely. So, and, and again, well, in a stock like this, it's what, what I like to do, prove myself, prove it to me that I should be selling more or prove it to me. I should be buying more. You always want the stock to prove itself to you always. 
Do you mm -hmm. want more of my hard-earned money? Prove you want to keep going up. And if it does, you want to force feed it methodically. Right. right. Well said there, Arnie. Okay, so we've talked a lot about what makes a game-changing stock on the fundamental side, on the technical side, institutional sponsorship, changing the way we live, play, work, those uh, catalysts for sales, right? Big addressable right. market. So we have all of these elements. So now how do we put it together? Let's give some actionable takeaways for the audience. Whether they use MarketSmith charts or a different charting platform, there are criteria that you can screen for, right? Because sometimes finding these game-changing stocks can feel like trying to find a needle in a haystack. But if you have some parameters that help filter the noise that can give you a good universe list to then layer on things uh, more current like what's the current market doing what's the price and volume action for that stock doing and, and that kind of thing once you have some good screening parameters right absolutely screening is a great way of taking the emotion out of making the decision and I use screen, not more of like, I found the perfect screen. There is no such thing as a perfect screen in any platform you're using, right? But what you're doing is you're creating specific criteria historically that have proven to be a, a recipe for success. That's what we're looking for. And you're getting a list. And a lot of these databases, a lot of these charting tools, uh, MarketSmith has a huge database. So you want to narrow that down. We also want to save time. Time is, time is, I got a lot going on with my seven-year-old and nine-year-old, okay. right? So I need to be able to do my research, be very quick, and always be on top of what's moving in the market, staying focused. And you don't have to be in front of your screen every day. You know, you want to be looking at the market two or three. That's why we're looking at this weekly chart here. Uh, our founder, Bill O'Neill, William O'Neill, he created this uh, work of art. It's been around for 40 years. You have the technicals, and then you have the fundamentals, all within a single view. Right. Exactly. It's a beautiful chart. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it screening is definitely uh, you have to have. Uh, there's no way around that because uh, the market can be changing. Stocks can be going against you. Uh, there could be a lot of different variables and there's only so many stocks you can follow. Right. So we have three screens that Arnie has pre-built that we're going to go through the parameters and then have some live chart analysis of these potential game changers. So get out your pens and pencils if you're following along <laughs> or, or screen grab these charting parameters. Which one should we start with first? How about the technical gems? Yeah. yeah, let's go. Let's go there. Uh, if we go to open edits, I could just explain the criteria yes. of what I'm looking for. So uh, here I created a screen, one of the screens. And first thing I want to mention that I, whenever I screen, I keep, I have a technical screen, a fundamental screen and an IPO screen. I keep it very, very simple right ipo screens which i'll talk about in a little take longer time to develop and you're going to notice the fundamentals may not be there but the story's there right so i gotta right. just make so sure I'm not early stage focus. game changers exactly right. but if you're looking to capture big movies from the ground up like the nvidia's when it was at 16 20 30 uh they're going to end up in the ipo when they do ipo but for this screen here technical we're looking at stocks we're looking for institutional quality stocks first of all and institutions are not don't have the ability to buy low price stocks. So we look for a minimum of $15 uh, a share. Volume, institutions need liquidity. They just can't come and go and buy a stock. They gotta be very careful when they buy or sell a stock because they, they, the, they have the power to move the market, right? But I am looking for liquidity, a minimum of a thousand shares being traded within the last 50, uh, 50 days, a minimum About of- a, a thousand times. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, a million a shares being traded. Yes, a million shares being traded a day. 
million shares. Uh, thank you for that correction. Yeah, so let's, let's go, go back to the screening parameters. So we were just talking about how when you're sorting for 50-day average volume, yeah. we uh, are already for- have it in there to multiply by a thousand so we don't have to type so many zeros. So basically we're looking for 1 million shares in terms of 50-day mm-hmm. average volume. Right. Right. And then we'll have the up-down volume ratio. This is where I'm going to be looking for clues, you guys. This is up days versus down days on above average volume. When I'm analyzing patterns, when I'm analyzing price consolidations, when I'm analyzing uh, uh, whether it's being accumulated, I'm using this ratio here. And it filters out the ones that are trending up. Okay. I like stocks that are trending up. Or if not, if they're basing, they're being supported by institutions. That's the big thing here. It's a great way of gauging accumulation and distribution by institutions. Uh, the following one is I want to make sure that from a technical standpoint, for those of you that are new, we look for, we look at moving averages uh, as a way of gauging the trend of a stock, the price trend. So I want to see them stacked up. And we use here uh, at MarketSmith, we use the 50-day, the 150, or the 200-day. Sometimes short-term, I'm looking at a 10-day 20 day, 21 day and a 50 day. But for big picture purposes, I'm a big believer in the weekly chart because in this day of age of high frequency trading, it removes the noise. And then we have the RS rating at 85. Basically, I'm going to sum it up for you. 85, meaning that the RS rating focuses, uh, allows you to uh, gauge that stock's price performance within the last 52 weeks. uh, And it's comparing that stock versus the stocks in the IBD beta, uh, database. So a score of 85, it's outperforming 85% of the stocks on price action, okay? Mm-hmm. We like buying stocks that are going higher, that are keep going higher, okay? Right. That's the mentality that we have. So okay. we're looking for liquidity. Mm-hmm. We're looking for more buying volume than selling. We're looking for those stacked, rising, moving averages. And then we're looking for stocks that are outperforming their peers. Right. Great. And notice this is just technical, no fundamental uh, information, just technicals, just on the technicals itself. Yeah. So let's look at one stock in this screen real quick before we move on, because we want to get to the other screens. How should I sort this list? Uh, I right would now sort it's it's alphabetical, but right. Um, I would sort it based on RS rating since it's a technical screen. OK, there it is. So we're going to go ahead and sort that. And give me the uh, uh, the top names there. And as well, the first one here is Abercrombie. Yeah, this 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 stock. Now I I will say this. Let's stay here. Let's stay here, right? Yeah. And I have a good story about how my uh, a lot of younger, you know, the younger generation. I guess I don't want to feel too old. Uh, hey, Arnie, I'm wearing Abercrombie <laughs> jeans right now. Am I cool? Right. Okay. Proves my point, right? <laughs> okay. it, 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 it's happening right now. This is a turnaround story, but the fundamentals have changed, right? The technicals, the facts have changed. And looking at this here, you can see that it broke out of a, if you can place your curse on that pattern for me there, mm-hmm. uh, Allie, uh, inside, yes. we can get gets a little bit. You can see that it broke out of a first stage base. The buy price was that 3169, a redirection of price trend. And look at what it's done. Okay. It's almost doubled. Close to doubling, uh, but it, it's done a really good job uh, of moving up. But if yeah, you look and it had the, a fun, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but it had a fundamental catalyst, which I think is what you were about to start. That's about to jump in now. Yeah. Now we're going to look to the left. We know it's a pattern, right? So if I didn't see that before, it's in a pattern. I'm going to look to the left, right? Now, Abercrombie and Fitch comes into 
uh, a play where is it changing the way it's, cl it's closed? Ch no, it's not going to do anything like that, right? I but, don't know. I feel pretty comfortable right now. But, but I am looking at companies that have strong branding. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I have strong branding and you can look at the left on the left hand side, the three most recent quarters and they've been picking up earnings and sales. Right. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't have earnings and sales increasing as well, I'm not most likely going to look at this stock, but look yeah. at their triple digits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a major major turnaround. I mean, if it, up here we can see the annual earnings. So in twenty twenty one, negative. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, you know, then it chopped around a little bit, but now from twenty twenty three, annual earnings at twenty five cents. Twenty twenty four for the full year, that's expected to hit over well over four dollars. That. So that's I mean, that's look at the estimate growth. on that. That yeah. is a beast mode kind of like look out. This is happening. And guess what's happening when I'm looking at the chart action, the price action? It's real because the smart money's uh, uh, supporting it. And you can see it. The number of funds within the last two quarters has been picking up in that little section. The number of, fund, number of funds that are buying the stock has been picking up. So that's a nice uh, uh, feature to see as it's happening. And we also look at the, move, the technicals. RS rating of a 99. 90. Nine. We're looking at the top, some of one of the top stocks uh, based on price action mm -hmm. in our database, uh, which is something that we look for uh, uh, all the time. Right. And so then this is the the tough question is, well, how do we know if this is a, a good stock or a game changing one? I mean, I think in the current market, we, we've talked about AI. So I feel like traders' brains may automatically go to technology. So that has to be the game-changing stock. Yes. But over history, retailers yes. have been game-changers. Retail, retailers have been game-changers. The thing with Abercrombie, though, is they've been around for a while, right? So retail yeah. will have to have some type of technology proprietary something disruptive that no one else has to have that niche right, right. um but guess what an abercrombie i'm i'll take the 100 80 to 100 return because I, I don't think it's over the way it's looking at now uh even okay. with this pullback it's still holding up very very right. nicely uh but the point is you always want to time your buying we're buying that stop when it's breaking out of that base and look at that volume spike that we have there when it did break out it was huge. It was huge. The 50-day, what's the 50-day average volume for this stock? Uh, Ali, if you go to the daily chart real quick, I just mm -hmm. want to see. Sure. Uh, I mean, you're looking closer. at, it trades 2 million. That day it was at 26 million. So you can see it there on the Verita average daily volume, 2 million. Uh, on that, it was on this day, well, excuse me, it was at 13 million when it started breaking out and all that information started mm -hmm. coming in, uh, which was on our earnings gap up. And guess what? When you get that type of power, for those of you that do play earnings um, and you get that gap up with that type of price action and then close up like that, you have something here. OK, mm -hmm. uh, there, there's so you should be very paying attention to it. Uh, if you understand the rent, you also want to trade what you understand. Right. So uh, this is doing really well. Retail and tech has been uh, it, it, me personally. I like looking at stocks in retail and tech. That's where I'm going right. to find the big movers. Right. Yeah. And I don't want to take it down too much of a, a rabbit hole here because there's so many things to consider. You've got the technicals, you've got the fundamentals, institutions are key. Seems like we're seeing all that. Is Abercrombie a mega super cycle game changer? I don't know. But like you said, it's showing strength right now. It has it has all the elements there. 
And, and I've got to tell you, I think, you know, when the pandemic hit, a lot of people traded in their workwear for sweats and yoga pants. And I think now we're ready to get back to normal life, but we still want to be comfortable. And so what I like is they're fashionable jeans, but they're selling looser styles. They're relaxed. They're even literally on the label. It says loose fit. Thank you. I, so yeah, I want that okay. fashion, fashionable sense, but I also want to be comfortable. So I don't know. The more I'm thinking about this. Uh, so did you buy the stock? Because you just convinced me. I know. Uh, I, what you know. I mean, you tell me. I like I like earnings gaps. Uh, so I I missed these last two. So okay, all right. I did do that with Elf Beauty. That's a whole nother story. Uh, but Elf was I, I like I like the earnings gap. So that's like a, I guess another factor to consider with these game changing stocks. If you see a huge beaten raise quarterly report, massive numbers. I mean, going back to Nvidia. Uh, up until the most recent quarter, if you look at the last uh, couple, yes, it was going negative to positive, but it was beaten raise, huge outlook, huge volume, and huge price moves. I mean, those are all really big clues that something's going on here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even with the weekly chart in the video, you saw earnings accelerating. You started picking up. I mean, when it goes from, you can see it improving in the last two quarters. Mm -hmm. It went from negative to 100% in sales. Those are real numbers, right? Mm -hmm. And historically speaking, for those of you that feel like they missed out on NVIDIA, uh, NVIDIA we're just starting. Okay. I, I'm going to say that now. We are just starting. Okay. Yeah. I may, we may look back uh, six months from I was like, man, Arnie, we just did that webinar. We talked about 400. Wow. Was that a great price? Right. As it started consolidating yeah. and, and making its way. But looking at the, those numbers of, and, and the forecasting behind this, uh, but again, what's the it factor? artificial intelligence. They are the best at what they do when it comes to chip making. Right. Okay, you always want to do your research. And the way Ali just described Ericombi and Fitch is how you want to dig in there and find out what they do. And sometimes I read these uh, 10Ks, 10Qs, and I'm confused, right? Especially mm -hmm. with these biotech, the tech, I'm like, what do you guys do? Right. I sometimes have to go in and maybe look at a video on IBD or maybe go into YouTube. Some of these guys do a really good job. Dumb it down for me. Keep it simple. Right. What do you do exactly? What is your niche? And if it's something that I say, ah, OK, uh, there's something here, I'm definitely going to pull up a weekly chart, start, start analyzing and drilling down on the uh, mm -hmm. on the fundamentals and the technicals and see it. And it may keep it on a on a watch list. Right. And I think it goes without saying, but it's still worth repeating. Even the most promising of stocks and the most bullish of thesis uh, bullish thesis you can have out there. We need the market to cooperate, right? So that is one ingredient that's currently missing. Uh, but I know we did cover that earlier. Let's go over these other two screens, Arnie. Let's go. Yeah, so I just uh, gave you a technical uh, screen. And remember, I narrowed out that list from 7,400 stocks. Now we got it down to 36 stocks, which is very, very manageable, right? And I'm looking for stocks with uh, uh, institutional quality stocks that look at 15 uh, million shares being traded. Here's the catch, sales and earnings, right? Sales and earnings, okay? Historically speaking, there was been a minimum of a 25 to 30%, but the average, you guys, on sales and earnings on these before they really have a big takeoff was 50%, okay? Just have that in the back. But I want to widen the net. There's no such thing as a perfect screen just to see what yeah. comes up. Maybe it's getting into de development. Who knows? But the technicals may not be there, but I just want to see what comes up. So right. when I pull that up there. And this is for the most recent quarter. So we're looking at the most recent quarter where sales at least 30% right. 
growth and earnings least 30% mm -hmm. growth. So now we'll view the screen results. So what should we sort this? And you can this see NVIDIA by? shows up on that stock there. I mean, if you can mm -hmm. Mac, uh, show me that whole list there. I mean, there'll yeah. be some that you're just going to be like, huh, kind of thing, but it, there, it's just not there. But as we're working through that list and you have Elf in there as well, we just talked about one of the biggest uh, leaders here. Um, but you know, and then you have Celsius in there as well. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, go ahead and doing that. I'm just trying to show the potential of this screen here. Like Celsius is a great example, you guys, of strong marketing. It's it's challenge. It's going after. It's being supported by Pepsi. It's going after Monster, right? You drink this, all of a sudden you start cutting like 20 pounds. Okay, I, I guess or something like that, right? You start losing weight, which didn't work on me. All right, <laughs> but I, I, again, we're doing the analysis here, but timing yeah. is everything, right? And you want to make sure when it does do that it is pulling back now but if you had bought it here again uh, uh, when the, when it mm -hmm. broke out you're still looking at a potential 100 percent move right? right this is not done though you got just because it's having a bad week just because it's having it means there's profit taking taking place especially in september i am not surprised this is taking place in september because a lot of portfolio managers and there's thousands of portfolio are looking to rebalance and take profits uh, mm -hmm. right on their holdings. So we're seeing this here. It's pulling back, but guess what? It's pulling back and finding at the moment support at the 10 week. Remember we shared that stock. Uh, there was a, the stock that we initially, how it just kept following. I think it was NVIDIA. It kept following mm -hmm. the, the 10 week over and over. You can see the personality is still consistent. Mm -hmm. Nothing is wrong, especially if you're holding the stock. I believe this is a game changing stock. I believe this has that if uh, the, uh, that it factor. A lot of people are talking about this stock. I see a lot of people at the gym drinking Celsius. It's in every vending machine. You go to 7-Eleven or you go to the, the Walmart. You, and, and I also like looking, right? I need to see, I, I went to a Target recently and I went to the Celsius section just to see. It, it was practically half gone, right? So someone's coming in, just taking everything kind of thing. So it's there. It's there, but this is classic case of profit taking because what happens is you're going to see that little gray area here that we have, I'm sorry, the green area. That's where we suggest you take profits. And I'm gonna explain this to you. After a 20, 25% run up that we see there, you guys, uh, looking at your portfolio, in any, whether you're using MarketSmith or any type of trading platform, mm -hmm. you want to get comfortable taking a little bit off the table. Right. right? So similar yeah. situation here. We had a gap up on earnings that mm -hmm. led to led to a nice mu uh, move, but where did it hit a little bit of trouble? Once it was up around 20%. 20 exactly. Historically speaking, this just wasn't did not come up accidentally. We went back and studied the stock market for the past 100 years. And again, the market doesn't change. It's still right. It is going to do what it's going to do. It consolidated, found support at the 50 day and went up again kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, again, you want to gauge the personality of the stock. You don't want to panic. It's OK. You know, you in order for you to capture a, another thing is I really want to emphasize today in order for you to capture the game winning it factor companies, the star power companies, you're going to have to handle pullbacks. It's right. Part of the game. But it, 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 sorry to jump in here. We want to be handling those pullbacks when we're up on a position, not, yes. you know, suffering through a 20% drawdown, right? So, yeah. that, so there's a distinction there. Yeah. I, I mean, if you're, uh, you know, new to investing, right, you're going to, you'll start having gauge. You could always start taking some off the table, cutting your positions, which is something I do methodically as it breaks the 21 day or 50 day. Uh, but if you're long term, you believe the stock kind of thing, it's okay to see the pullback. It's when the stock breaks the 50 day historically speaking, or the 10 week is when it's a sign of concern, mm -hmm. all right? Because that tells us 
that the institutions, when I mean institutions, the mutual funds are not supporting the stock, all right? right. They want to see it come down a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Another uh, quick thing, and then let's move on to our last screen. And some traders out there might be asking, well, if this if this is a game changer, why buy it above 200? Now I'm getting it uh, for a 40 mm -hmm. buck discount, Ar Arnie here, but it's down 14% this, this week alone in increased volume. And if you look at a similar week for the stock, uh, granted, this was right before the bear market, but uh, it was down over 20% after an uptrend, sliced, yeah. sliced below the 10 week though. So a right. little bit more room, but that uh, led to more weakness. So right. basically we want to see that uh, base develop. We want to see the left side, a bottom, and then it's starting to come back up. Yeah, absolutely. So we don't know if it's going to come back up. I mean, that that's a fact. We need it to consolidate. And, and and I'm looking for it to consolidate because it tells me the buyer and sellers are having a tug of war with it. Yeah, buyers and sellers, tug of war. Who's going to win? Buyers, you've seen the bottom of the base take form, right? And then you want to see sellers dry up. And then you want the right side of the base. You want to see the victory, mm -hmm. the right side of the uh, the buyers are coming in and they're winning. They're like, okay, we're going to take it up. The real money's going to come in. All right, you want to give it to us at this price? We'll take it. So they're mm -hmm. going to start inching their way up at this price. You know, they're, they're trying to optimize the return as well. But for a, a retail investors like we are, you want it's a risk management play. We don't know if it's going to stop going down. Right. right. The only way we know that's going to stop is when it goes through that type of price consolidation. Right. Exactly. We're, we're, we're gauging risk. We are managing our risk that way. I don't like gambling. I don't like the game of chance. I like high probability. I like having a slight edge and I like timing. my. Uh, mm -hmm. I like timing my buys. Well said. Let's go over this last screen really quickly and then IPOs. do a, a wrap up. So yeah, IPOs, of course, if you think about game game changers, catching stocks in their this early is, stages can be a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're going with the most recent IPOs. I mean, IPO has been a hot topic uh, in the last couple of weeks with ARM and Carta, but this screen, you know, we're looking at $15 minimum. Uh, I lowered the liquidity on this because it's still a brand new stock, you know, I just, but I'm still looking for institutional quality stock. Not uh, So I'm looking mm -hmm. for a minimum of 850000 and I'm looking for stocks that IPO from 2022 to present and 10 stocks came up. Okay. You can see cart is in there. Kava is in there. Arm is in here. Okay. Now here's the catch you guys. Okay. There's a reason why we don't buy stocks unless they're breaking out of a base. Okay. Uh, we need some type of IPO base. Uh, and uh, it, 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 what I mean by base is some type of price consolidation and our pattern recognition uh, identifies that for you. But basically, we're looking for at least two to at least three weeks of price consolidation. Uh, and what, you want to see a breakout and take the most uh, uh, the high uh, of that IPO, basically. Um, so we're waiting for a base. But look at ARM, right? They're in everything right now. You look at CART. Uh, uh, they're they're. Uh, uh, you know, it, it's taking a hit as when it IPO'd and you have a lot of uh, investors in there that started off with this company cashing in. All right. And then you have Kava, uh, one of the stocks we've been looking at. One stock that looks interesting to me is Mobileye. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to talk about one. This is looking yeah. very, very, it's, a, it's an Israeli company, Mobileye uh, autonomous driving. That's something big. Um, and looking at this here, uh, I like the way it's it's looking. Uh, hasn't broken out yet, but you can see today had a, a very, very nice day. 
it is now above the two. Uh, that's your 200 day, right, Allie? Mm -hmm. So yeah, the 40 week. Yeah. So, yeah. So we're looking at this here, but we haven't bought this stock because it hasn't broken out yet. Our buy price will be around 48.11, but uh, Allie right here, she's getting aggressive. See, Allie's right here trying to, she's drawing the line. That's an uh, aggressive way of getting in, which a lot of individuals can. But if you're going to go through that uh, alternative buy point, you want to make sure that the volume is stacking up, which it is. Look mm -hmm. at the blue scrapers here. Look at this above average volume. There's big buying coming in. And the number of shares that are traded for this stock uh, is about 2.5 million shares, right? Now it's below average now, but it's not going down in price, right? So what does that tell you? There's still, uh, buyers are still in control uh, mm -hmm. of this stock. Now, if this starts taking off and starts breaking out, this will be on my focus. This is actually, this is on my focus list. This is something that's going to catch my interest. And if it can clear that 4510, the most recent resistance there, um, uh, I, I may be uh, uh, beginning to in initiate if the market changes its way, if we get that follow through day. Because if the market stays in correction, three out of every four stocks will follow the direction of the market. Right now, we're in a market in, in a correction. There's been a lot of distribution. The market's been very distribution heavy. And uh, until proven other ways, I'm going to be very careful buying breakouts at this very moment. Right. We do have to wrap, but there's one question that I do want to get to because I think uh, I can knock it out pretty quickly here because we talked about gaps up on earnings and Richard is saying, so how do you know if a gap up is real as it's happening or if it's a fake out? Going back to NVIDIA, I think that's a great example. Absolutely, we, great example. What we like to do is wait uh, till the end of the trading day because sometimes you can get a gap up at the open and a poor close. If, if it's looking like a strong close in the upper half of the trading range for the day, that's one signal, there's no guarantee, so we always use risk management. But a great example here, we had a strong close in the February reaction, we had a great close as well in the May reaction, but it opened strong in the August reaction and then closed at the bottom of its range. So one signal perhaps there uh, to maybe stay away from the stock, especially after you have two big gap ups and beaten raises and a huge price move, maybe uh, losing a little bit of momentum at this point, but we'll have to see if it can form uh, one of those bases and break out again. I think uh, game changer mode back on Arnie, if that happens. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, it definitely looking for that price consolidation taking place. And when you get that type of breakout, you guys, obviously it's NVIDIA, but when you get a big stock like NVIDIA and it breaks out, that's a lot of buying power. That is huge, right? And it and it usually takes about, you know, the average time it takes for a portfolio manager to initiate a full position is 30 to 40. I'm sorry, it takes about two to three months. But when you get that type of price action, it gaps up. What I'm going to look for it to maybe fade off into looking for moving average support at the 10 day, or if it doesn't want to stop, I'm looking for it to completely take out the high when it did uh, uh, break out, gap up. Awesome. Well, thank you, Arnie, so much for so Thanks many for having me. actionable Good. tips and takeaways for the audience. And we wish everyone luck in their hunt to find the next game changing stocks. That is it for this month. But we do this once a month on Barron's Life. So we hope you join us next month for our show. But in the meantime, join the Barron's Live crew again on Monday, where Barron's senior writer, Nicholas Jasinski, he's going to be speaking with Richard Bernstein, who's CEO and CIO 
of Richard Bernstein Advisors, a global macro firm with $16 billion in assets under management. And they're going to be discussing the outlook for the economy, financial markets, and Federal Reserve policy. And then take some listener questions. This was recorded and we're going to be putting up the video version on IBD's YouTube channel. So if you miss the screening parameters and you want those, you can check out the video version. And of course, the Barron's Live audio podcast version when it drops as well. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. The energy transition is a long and winding road and it needs to be taken step by step. Learn more at SiemensEnergy.com.